Hi there, welcome to Typical Books. I'm Lydia Peaver, and this is the podcast mirror of my YouTube show, Typical Books, where we talk about horror fiction. So, on with the show. Hi there, today on Typical Books, I'm going to talk about 12 Nights at Rotter House. Now, this is a book by J.W. Ocker. I'd never read any of their work before, so I'm very excited to talk about this particular book because it was something really fresh for me. I like a good haunted house story, don't get me wrong. Uh, this I had no real expectations. I was sold on the cover. I was very intrigued by fellow booktubers' reviews like Elizabeth Sagewood and others. So yeah, I was very excited to read this. It had been on my list for a couple months, so I finally bit the bullet. I love the cover. Being a writer, it has this gorgeous mansion built up in a pointillism style from typed letters or what could be taken as newspaper clippings, but it definitely looks just like typed letters. It's gorgeous. A few blood stains here and there. It's sort of antiqued in a way and stained, water stained or something, and just really says to me, this is going to be a typical book. It is a ghost story that has something to do with a writer, right? That's all I need to know. I'm sold. So 12 Nights at Rotter House, the first thing that intrigued me upon beginning to read it is that the writer, Felix, is going to this house for 13 nights. So the title itself is a mystery. And I really loved that intrigue in the title alone, the intrigue of the house, and that it starts out with us meeting Felix and he is writing another book and hopefully a book that will really set his career apart because he's sort of struggling mid-listing be lower than mid-listing perhaps on these haunted house and haunted location books that he writes where he goes to the places and stays and it sounds like a dream job for me i would love to do that take my ooky spooky ways and my journalism training sign me up but then of course the picture is painted that all is not rosy because there's a little tension at home he's not bringing in the money that he's supposed to be bringing in and it is a struggle any writing job is a struggle whether you are successful or not and this reminded me of something like stephen king's 1408 where you have a writer that is going to write about the haunted location and is staying there and is against all odds other people don't want them to stay there like the owner of the house she relents but he does you know go in there and sort of it seems that he breaks in so even that unreliable narrator thing starts to creep in where we're not even sure if he's supposed to be in this house but he forges ahead anyway i had to get into the house that's also what tipped me off that maybe he wasn't supposed to be there Felix Owsley is a travel writer who specializes in creepy destinations. For his next book, he's chosen to seal himself inside a notorious abandoned haunted house for two weeks to see what happens. His oldest friend, Thomas Ruth, joins him, although the two haven't spoken in a year and the baggage they bring along is more than the kind needed for the project. Felix brings a bit of ghost hunting stuff. Not all sorts of things that you might have seen on ghost hunting shows or stuff that even people I know own, like EMF machines and uh, little meters that, I don't know, I guess they just measure ghostometry. All that sort of stuff is out the window. He relies really on his eyes and ears and what he's experiencing. He's also a huge skeptic, so he wants to debunk all of these things 
And at the same time, like most skeptics I know, and I think of Heather Taddy, they want to see ghostly apparitions. They want the unexplained. Felix is in that boat. Huge skeptic, scientifically minded. He is armed with cameras cameras because that's another set of eyes that will not lie so that's about all he has at his disposal and a Ouija board. The house Felix chooses for his book and reunion with his friend is a Rotterdam mansion known infamously as Rotter House. The 19th century home was built by a one-armed carpenter and has sheltered as many deaths as it has rooms and it's packed with ghost stories, legends, and lore yet all the ghost stories are unimaginative. Normal, paranormal, the same stories that every haunted house has, both in fiction and real life. But when Felix and Thomas get to Rotter House, the two obsessive horror movie fans don't mind the typical tropes they know so well. And that's another thing I loved while reading this book, is that there is a little bit of nuggets. It's not spoon-fed and it's not a nostalgia trip, but they are just horror movie fans. So the author definitely I'd love to sit down and have a conversation just about horror movies because these have got to be things near and dear to their heart, right? The horror and the mystery they find in Rotter House is different, strange. And by the end, the two discover what's worse, the secrets of Rotter House or the secrets between friends. Edgar award-winning author J.W. Ocker spins this dark psychological thriller that will leave readers unprepared for the horrors that lie within. And the one thing I will say is that I wasn't prepared for the ending. And I, if I had any disappointments, it's near the end. And that happens with a lot of books. I had built up an ending in my mind while reading this. And no doubt many other readers will have too. We may not get the ending we expect, but we get the ending we deserve. And we get an ending that is very neat and not neat in that it wraps up things without explaining things. It explains everything, but it is a, a bit of a downer ending, I will say. So I did enjoy that in the face of me wanting a, a creepy, ghostly, sort of Darcy Coase-ish thing or a woman in black. It's not quite like that. It's much more modern too. The language was really refreshing. He did a really good job of making me believe Felix and also making you somewhat dislike these very likable characters. And that's tricky. You know, everyone talks about having likable characters or uh, loving the unlikable characters. Elker does something very unique, I think, here in this particular book by creating a character that we simultaneously like and dislike. And it's not that we would like to change any of those things. This would be your quirky friend that you can only take so much of. Thomas, on the other hand, of uh, Felix and Thomas, the two guys that end up in this house, poses another thing. He is scared of this house. He is protective of his friend, even though they've had a huge falling out that we get to hear about here and there in snippets because they don't really want to talk about it, although they need to talk about it, right? So it's a very interesting dynamic there and it's not a drama, like a personal drama that way. So I like that it stays as an exploration of this haunted, horrific mansion, first and foremost. Now the hauntings, of course, are detailed 
room by room and I love it because it's like a tour of like a murder mansion or something like that. It's a tour of like Rose Red. It's a really interesting story. It's like taking the ghost tour of the hostel jail here in Ottawa that we had taken the tour. I've taken it twice now. We ought to go again this year. I love that place. Hearing all the stories as you progress through, you sort of get a broad brushstrokes story because the narrator, Felix, is telling us why he's writing this book. But then he's walking Thomas through and explaining to a noob why this place is so haunted and also explaining away some of the haunting at the same time. So it's just a lovely tour. If you want a ghost tour, if you've been homestuck for a while and you want to take a tour of a haunted house, 12 Nights at Rotter House is super fun that way. And it's not a pretentious ghost story in any stretch of the imagination. It is a very modern ghost story. I will add that 12 Nights at Rotter House is also something that I was writing the screenplay for in my mind. So I don't know if it is destined to become the next Netflix hit, but it ought to be because it is a show that I would, I can picture particular actors in these roles. I can picture the lighting and the scene. And it's not because the book is written out in that particular way that the author wanted it to be a screenplay. I don't know if he did. It's not written in a way that translates that way. I'm translating it in my mind. So I really, really would love to see this made into a film or a series or something. The language of the characters, where I'm saying it's a very modern ghost story, it's the modern speech that they're using and that sort of back and forth between two horror fans that is sort of unmistakable, especially if you've listened to horror podcasts. I'm on a horror podcast. Me and Wes Dead Air Night are back at it at splatterpictures.net so you can tune into our show there. We're used to that patois, that back and forth, that secret language of horror nerds, right? So I, it comes across in this at the same time not being too geeky and not being too put on it's very very natural so that's a real achievement and i just love this house rotterdam mansion or rotter house is a perfect name the name of this house speaks volume so that's just really good choices there felix is an interesting name for the main character as well because i get the idea that he is uh over emotional and that is why he has a super skeptical exterior because he feels things a little too closely so it's an interesting name choice i think i don't know what the machinations are behind word choices in authors but i always pay really close attention to character names for whatever reason but the biggest character is the house it doesn't live and breathe like the house on haunted hill or any of the other like Great Shirley Jackson haunted houses or Marsden House from Stephen King or any other haunted houses or haunting houses or houses that are characters in and of themselves. It's got a little bit more of a reservation there because it is also a house that is supposed to not be haunted, right? We're supposed to explain all of this away. And there's a really good balance between having this house have a character. We learn the floor plan quite readily. And one movie that I felt I, I really knew the floor plan, if you've seen it as well, Hell House LLC. Uh, Hell House, those, that series, there's three of them. Um, but even in the first one, they go through rooms and into other rooms so often that you get the layout of the house in your mind. And you know what's around the next corner within about 20 minutes of the film, it seems. 
this book, you know what's around the corners and you get this layout of this house very intimately from having experienced all the rooms and they go back and forth between rooms often and you can have a sense of how far someone needs to be in the house before you can't hear them in the house anymore, uh, how close someone needs to be for you to hear their voice clearly. All that sort of stuff is just done impeccably. So it feels very much like a lived in house. It also feels like a house where anything could change at any minute because he has described all of the walls and the paper and the makeup of the rooms. Some of them are incredibly different from one another. Some of them are uh, frozen in time. A lot of it is frozen in time, but some are more frozen than others. You'll have to read it to get what I mean, but yeah, really wonderful stuff as far as Rotter House. It makes me want to go on a bit of an urban exploration. So I had a lot of fun with 12 Nights at Rotter House and if you're looking for a little modern twist on a ghost story or haunted house thing, definitely check it out. Thank you so much for watching and if you've read 12 Nights at Rotter House, let me know or if there's books that you think are really similar to that, modern ghost stories, definitely let me know in the comments below. Thank you again for watching and have a nooky spooky day. If you are looking for something new to read, some insight or reviews of horror you have read, or even talk from a writer's perspective, I hope you enjoy this little show. Feel free to check out the YouTube version by searching Typical Books, or visit me at lydiapeaver.ca. Thank you, and have a dark, devious day. Are you enjoying the music of Typical Books? You can pick up the new Anorax EP, Human or Nearly So, at Bandcamp for free by visiting anorax.com. Enjoy! Enjoy!